Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. Welcome to the Get Fit Guys Quick and Dirty Tips to Get Moving and Shape Up. My name is Brock Armstrong. I'm the Get Fit Guy. And today we're going to talk about exercising while you're pregnant. If you're pregnant or you're planning to get pregnant or maybe you just know someone who's either of those things, well, you may wonder how much exercise is optimal during pregnancy. Well, luckily, there are some new guidelines for expectant mothers, and unlike their predecessors, these new guidelines have some real solid science behind them. The 2019 Canadian Guideline for Physical Activity Throughout Pregnancy was recently published in the British Journal of Sports and Medicine, and it has some surprising recommendations for pregnant women. And to get to the nitty-gritty of these new guidelines, I recently talked to one of the authors, Dr. Margie Davenport. So my name is Margie Davenport, and uh, I'm an associate professor and the director of the program for pregnancy and postpartum health in the Faculty of Kinesiology, Sport and Recreation here at the University of Alberta. When I first started as a faculty member uh, at the University of Alberta, I developed this research program so that we could optimize or improve the lifelong health of both pregnant women and uh, their children. I am also more recently have been the uh, chair of the guideline consensus panel for the 2019 Canadian guideline for physical activity throughout pregnancy. It was a really great group of individuals. Uh, it was a pan-Canadian uh, guideline consensus panel. Uh, it was the joint clinical practice guideline of the Society of Obstetricians and Gynecologists of Canada, as well as the Canadian Society for Exercise Physiology. On this panel, we had researchers, we had clinicians, uh, we had fitness professionals, and we had lots of feedback as well from pregnant and postpartum women to help us to inform the guideline. Uh, overall, it was a really great three-year process, and uh, we're quite proud of the guideline that we have at the end of the day. Yeah, and that guideline is really what I want to dig into here, because as far as I know, the guideline either didn't exist prior to this, or it was so well hidden that I had never heard about it. <laughs> so this is a, a great opportunity to really spread some truths and maybe get rid of some uh, misinformation that might be out there. Was there a, a guideline prior to this one? Mm -hmm, absolutely. There, our previous guideline in Canada was actually from 2003. Oh, wow. That's a long I know. Time <laughs> so it's about time that we, we updated it. Um, Seriously. 
the, the guideline in 2003 was primarily based on expert opinion uh, because there was really very minimal evidence available at that time regarding uh, the safety and potential benefits and also the potential harms of exercise for pregnant women. In the subsequent you know, 15, 16 years, there was really an explosion of information that was available. Um, and so when we did go to do this update uh, to the guideline, uh, we had a, this incredible body of uh, literature to be able to draw our, our new recommendations from. So the original one was more based on sort of assumptions, I suppose. And now you've actually in the time since then, there are actual studies that have been done. Is that really the big difference that you're you're seeing? So they were originally based on um, expert opinion. So there was clinicians and researchers. But unfortunately, at that time, uh, it was still a very new area of research. So there was some empirical information available at that time. But because there was so little available research uh, that most of the information that we had uh, was unfortunately based on expert opinion. This new set of guidelines, uh, we actually developed 12 systematic reviews uh, looking at a variety of topics such as maternal health, fetal health. And we were able to really dig into the literature and better understand uh, the impact of exercise on pregnancy, labor and delivery complications, maternal mental health, as well as uh, fetal growth and development. Okay, well, I know everybody's probably dying to to hear what the actual recommendations were um, from these guidelines. But before we get into that, I want to dive into some of the misconceptions that you've seen around exercise and pregnancy over the years and outline some of those misconceptions that you've you've found. So we actually know that many pregnant women uh, avoid physical activity during pregnancy out of concern for the health of either herself or of her baby. Some of these concerns really include an increased risk of having a miscarriage, having a preterm birth, and having a small baby. Um, but the results of our 12 systematic reviews demonstrated that these uh, concerns are actually not founded. Mm. Uh, and in fact, we didn't identify any adverse effects of prenatal exercise for either mom or baby uh, within the scope of the, the recommendations that we actually have. And so it's really, we're hoping that these new guidelines will start to change the conversation uh, that we're having about what potential risks there are of exercising during pregnancy to what the risks are of not actually being physically active during pregnancy. The key consideration there is that we're really talking about um, exercise within the scope of the guidelines. We still don't have a lot of information about really long duration, higher intensity exercise. Um, but with these guidelines, uh, we, we are really hoping that we'll be able to start to expand our understanding of exercise during pregnancy. So in terms of other misconceptions, even today, I you know commonly hear that women shouldn't engage in more strenuous exercise while being pregnant and that they should really limit all exercise so that their heart rate doesn't go over 140 beats per minute. This 140 beats per minute threshold is actually from the first guideline for exercise during pregnancy, which was published in 1985 by the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists. This threshold was based on expert opinion as there was really limited evidence available at the time regarding exercise intensity. And they even removed that guideline three or four years later. 
And yet, uh, 35 years later, we still hear that pregnant women shouldn't exercise over 140 beats per minute. I guess back then it was probably very hard to get that kind of information from most people. Like these days, all of us are walking around, or not all of us, but many of us are walking around with um, heart rate monitors on our wrists or on our chest straps and stuff. But back in 1980, nobody was doing that. You had to have an ECG machine, I guess. <laughs> Times have changed. Yeah. Now, and in my time as a as a personal trainer, I've encountered um, the odd pregnant woman who avoids exercise altogether. But I've also started to see the opposite of that, where pregnant women are watching on social media these movie stars and fashion models and and the like bouncing back from pregnancy so quickly that that fear of having, for lack of a better word, that mom bod become so ingrained that women are digging themselves into these exercise holes almost in fear of, of losing their body. Uh, I think that there's definitely both in the general population. I tend to work with more individuals who haven't been active during their pregnancy or uh, previously in their life. That's where a lot of my research is and a lot of my interests at the moment are. Um, but certainly if you go online, you can see individuals who are really being very active throughout their pregnancy. And uh, we're now starting to show that that's actually uh, quite safe and beneficial. So they're well ahead of the curve. So you mentioned that people were worried if they exercised that their their fetus would be smaller than, than other babies? Mm-hmm. So some of the very early research uh, from the 1980s suggested women who were highly active during their pregnancy might actually have uh, smaller babies. We know that babies who are born smaller, um, so small for gestational age, uh, they have increased risks of lifelong health issues. But our, our data, our systematic review actually demonstrated that there was no increased risk of having a small for gestational age baby. But on the opposite side of things, uh, when we talk about having a large baby at birth or a baby born over nine, uh, or excuse me, nine pounds, uh, that they, these babies, we know that they're at increased risk for having obesity and diabetes later on in life. And in women who exercise during their pregnancy, we were seeing a substantial reduction of approximately 40 percent uh, between women who exercise during their pregnancy and women who did not. Wow, that's significant. Mm -hmm. It's a substantial reduction. Okay, so I think you've mentioned a couple of times now that it's a moderate intensity type of exercise that pregnant women should be focusing on, but that's a bit of a loaded statement there. What exactly do you mean when you say moderate intensity? Can you give us some examples? A moderate intensity exercise is something that is going to raise your heart rate substantially. This could be going out for a brisk walk, you know, even a light jog. Uh, would become moderate intensity. Uh, you should still be able to uh, continue to carry on a conversation. We call that the talk test mm. uh, while you're exercising at a moderate intensity. Uh, once you're gasping for air, you're probably getting into the more vigorous zone. And we're not saying that it's um, unsafe to exercise at vigorous intensities. We just know much less information at this point in time about uh, how, how high of an exercise intensity is safe and how high of an exercise intensity is beneficial. So currently we recommend for the general population uh, to maintain a moderate intensity of exercise 
And we're going to be continuing to work uh, quite hard over the next coming years uh, to better understand the impact of vigorous intensity exercise uh, on the health of both mother and baby. Now, how about things like strength training? How about uh, like lifting weights or, or doing any sort of activities like that? So we were actually unable to provide very strong guidance uh, regarding the appropriate prescription for resistance training during pregnancy at this time. Uh, there were only a handful, like three studies that were looking specifically at resistance exercise alone during pregnancy. Uh, other studies uh, did combine aerobic and resistance training together more in a group exercise setting. Um, but to be able to provide very specific recommendations on resistance training, we just didn't have enough information um, about that. Uh, but here in my lab, we're looking at the safety and efficacy of strenuous uh, resistance training during pregnancy. So hopefully in the next five years, uh, when we do an update, uh, that we'll be able to provide much better uh, information for pregnant women and uh, their their fitness professionals. But that combination of aerobic and and resistance training really it does seem to be the sweet spot. Is that is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. So it appears that uh, a combination of aerobic exercise with some resistance training to maintain uh, you know muscle mass and strength, um, which are necessary uh, during labor and following delivery. Uh, is really uh, an important combination to uh, improve health. Well, that is uh, that is one of the things that that we talk about a lot on this podcast is that great mixture of aerobic and and resistance training. So that sounds great. But we also have some people out there I know who will be training for things like marathons or triathlons or something like that. Would it be okay to continue to to train for that kind of event while you're pregnant, or would that be something that would be frowned on? So women who wish to uh, substantially exceed the current recommendations for exercise during pregnancy are really strongly recommended to speak with their healthcare provider about appropriate adaptations that might be necessary um, and precautions uh, in terms of exercising at higher intensities or uh, longer durations that are well beyond the current scope of the guidelines. So would that be, sorry, is the current scope of the guideline, is that in line with the, the normal sort of 150 minutes per week? Mm -hmm. So the current recommendation is that women without contraindication should engage in 150 minutes of moderate intensity exercise over three or more days per week. So if we're talking about somebody who's training for a marathon, uh, that would be substantially beyond uh, the guidelines, recommendations. Um, and at that point, we just don't have really any information available about that type of exercise uh, during pregnancy. It might be safe, it might not be safe, um, but at this point in time, we just don't have enough information. And so having a very close conversation uh, with a woman's healthcare provider is really critical to ensure um, a safe and safe and healthy pregnancy. And I mean, the nice thing with these, these guidelines that the 150 minutes of moderate intensity exercise per week, we are demonstrating that women who engaged in that type of exercise were having a really substantial reduction in the risk of developing gestational diabetes, gestational hypertension and preeclampsia. Uh, they were having a substantial reduction in the severity of depressive symptoms, as well as, as I mentioned, uh, a decreased risk of having a large baby. 
Uh, we also found that there was no uh, evidence for an increased risk of having a miscarriage, small baby, or preterm birth. So we really have strong evidence regarding the safety and benefits of being physically active throughout pregnancy uh, for both mother and baby. That's wonderful when you can actually look after both ends of the spectrum there with the same amount of exercise. That's that's quite ideal. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh-generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent in fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. Now, are there people, you, you mentioned that you should consult with your with your physician. Are, are there people who should not be exercising, shouldn't be uh, maintaining this moderate intensity during their pregnancy? Mm-hmm. So the recommendation is that all women without contraindication should be physically active throughout their pregnancy. Uh, a contraindication is a medical reason not to exercise. And within our guidelines, we have two different types of contraindications. The first is an absolute and the second is a relative contraindication. So women who have absolute contraindications can continue with their usual uh, activities of daily living, uh, but really shouldn't engage in more strenuous activity, uh, such as going for a brisk walk or, or a jog. Absolute contraindications include women who are in preterm labor, have developed preeclampsia, or have intrauterine growth restriction. The women who have relative contraindications, uh, they're recommended to speak with their healthcare provider to discuss the potential advantages and disadvantages of moderate vigorous physical activity. The relative contraindications include uh, twin pregnancy after 28 weeks, gestational hypertension, or recurrent pregnancy loss. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot here, being that you are a kinesiologist. If if somebody came to you, a friend of yours, let's say, is pregnant and came to you and said, "I want you to put together a fitness program for me to do while I'm while I'm pregnant." What kind of a program for, let's say, seven days would you would you have people do? So, I, as a exercise physiologist, would recommend that women engage in uh, moderate intensity aerobic exercise, whether it's going out for a brisk walk or going for a swim, uh, five days a week. 
Uh, and on the other two days, I would recommend that these that women uh, engage in uh, whole body resistance training. Uh, so targeting all the major muscle groups, including the upper body and lower body, whether or not it's doing it with your body weight or if you have access to some form of um, dumbbells or resistance training equipment, you know, a good sample, quick and dirty uh, resistance training program for the upper body would be two times 10 reps of uh, press-ups standing against a wall, uh, two times 10 reps uh, tricep dips, and then two times 10 reps upright row. Um, that would cover the major uh, parts of the upper body. On the lower body, doing two times 15 reps of body weight squats, two times 10 reps for each leg for a lunge, and then two times 15 reps uh, calf raises. I would recommend considering getting some uh, support holding on to a wall. It's not uncommon for women to be a bit unbalanced when they're pregnancy. Our center of gravity does shift uh, quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, and always listen to your body as you're doing uh, these exercises. If something doesn't feel quite right, change the exercise. <laughs> That's always good advice. Isn't <laughs> it? Uh, safety first, everybody. <laughs> so there are a number of safety precautions uh, for women who are pregnant and uh, wish to exercise during pregnancy. Uh, we do recommend that women avoid activities which have a high risk of falling or trauma to the belly. Um, these can include things like going horseback riding or downhill skiing. Uh, we do recommend women avoid scuba diving um, because there is no known safe depth uh, for the fetus. Mm. The concern really being here that the fetal lung is too immature to filter out nitrogen. Uh, we recommend that women who uh, were born below 2,500 meters are not uh, exercising at altitudes above 2,500 meters. And we continue to recommend that women uh, avoid exercising in excessive heat uh, and humidity due to concerns about dehydration and uh, a potentially increased risk of fainting. And since we're both from Canada, how about hockey? <laughs> well, with, with hockey, there is a, a, an increased risk of, um, of falling uh, or having trauma to the belly, depending on how good your uh, wrist shot is. <laughs> okay, we've mentioned a couple of times now that there were six recommendations that were laid out in these guidelines. So can you uh, go through each of those six for us right now to wrap things up? The guidelines developed six recommendations based on the findings of our systematic reviews. Uh, the first is that all women without contraindication should be physically active throughout pregnancy. And this does include women who are previously active, women who were diagnosed with gestational diabetes, and women who are categorized as overweight or obese um, before their pregnancy. The second recommendation uh, is that women should accumulate at least 150 minutes of moderate intensity physical activity each week to be able to achieve clinically meaningful health benefits and reductions in pregnancy complications. Physical activity is accumulated or should be accumulated over a minimum of three days per week. However, being active every day is really being encouraged. We recommend that women incorporate a variety of aerobic and resistance training activities to achieve even greater benefits. Um, not within the 150 minutes, but in addition to it, we do suggest that adding yoga or gentle stretching uh, may also be beneficial uh, for pregnant women. Public floor muscle training, uh, this can include Kegel exercises, may be performed on a daily basis to reduce the risk of having urinary incontinence. 
Um, but we do recommend that women uh, obtain instruction on the proper technique uh, to be able to obtain optimal benefits. And finally, pregnant women who experience lightheadedness, nausea, or feel unwell when they exercise flat on their back should modify their exercise position to avoid the supine position. And that's all. All right. Well, that's awesome. Thank you very much for coming on the Get Fit Guy podcast and filling us all in. Where can people find these guidelines if they really want to dive in and and find out more? So you can actually go to my website, exerciseandpregnancy.ca. We have links to the uh, official guidelines. We also have an infographic and some short videos uh, to talk a little bit more about exercise and pregnancy. Fantastic. Thank you again. Oh, thank you. You know, you asked about some of the misconceptions and one of the big issues we have with exercise and pregnancy is that nobody really knows about the guidelines. So yeah. uh, it's one of the many reasons I appreciate you doing this podcast. So, And we appreciate you and your team putting together these guidelines. Very helpful stuff. Thanks again, Dr. Davenport. Oh, thank you. Get Fit Guys, written, narrated, and produced by me, Brock Armstrong, with support from Beata Santora, Morgan Ratner, Michelle Margulis, and Kathy Doyle. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to leave a review over at Apple Podcasts. We love those things. And you can also find me over at Facebook and Twitter at GetFitGuy and, of course, my own website, BrockArmstrong.com. Now, what are you waiting for? Get out there and get pregnant. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of seventh generation. Find seventh generation laundry detergent in fresh lavender and other scents at seventhgeneration.com.